everyone. It's Brittany and Erin with the How Did We Get Here podcast. Join us as we share our story and walk through dating, marriage, parenting, life, and how choosing love and healing yourself first will open you up to the greatest life you can create. Today, we are going to deep dive with you into what we believe is the most important thing people need to know before dating or even after 10 years in a long relationship. So we wanted to open that up with a question from me to Erin. Erin Townley. Yes. When you started your dating life, did you feel ready? (laughs) Did I feel ready? Um, I feel like that's a big question. Um, that is a big question. In my mind, I would have to say I thought I was ready at the time. Now, being 14 years later, I definitely know I was not ready. Um, but during that time when I was dating and I wanted to be, get serious about finding somebody and settling down and starting a family, I, I did think at that time I was ready to go. I was ready to start dating intentionally and I had all my ducks in a row. I had the good job at Nike, making a salary. I had a nice car. I had a nice apartment up in the West Hills and I had nice clothes. I had all these things that in my mind were these little boxes that I checked off that I felt like people or society would tell me this is what I needed to, to have and to get in, in alignment. So that way I could find somebody who wanted those things too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't, everything that I had was very surface level. I didn't think about actually looking inside or into myself to say, am I ready? (laughs) Okay. So you had the checklist. I had a pseudo checklist. Okay. Like a fake checklist. Did you feel like you were ready? When I started dating. Um, well, because I never started dating in the same sense that you did. Like, I never actually went out looking for dates. <laughs> I never... You just didn't have to. I didn't have to. <laughs> they all just flocked just to me. to you. Um, but, I mean, I was a... Uh, what? A serial long-term dater. Um... And so being with someone from like 14 to 16, and then I literally jumped ship from him to another guy from 16 to 18. Like I, I never was looking out to date. And so really, I feel like you're kind of the first guy I dated and I married you. Um, but when we met, I'm the opposite of you where you had the apartment fully furnished. You had the car, Uh, You had an amazing job. And if our listeners heard our first episode or just know me in general, they know that I had just 
left my apartment and all of my belongings to somebody else just to get away from them. Um, I turned my car in for a cheaper, more affordable car. I was living with my sister. I was in between jobs. Like I did not have any stability. I didn't have anything figured out. Um, I also just coming out of the relationship that I came out of, I think that culture would have told me you're 21. You just got out of this situation and you know, you should spend time on yourself or, you know, figure out you and date and go sow your oats. Like all, yeah. <laughs> like all, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Uh, the things that you always hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone else has their opinion of how long it should take to mourn and heal after a trauma like the one I had sustained right before meeting you. And everyone has an opinion of how long somebody should be single before they start dating again. And so I didn't meet any of those marks at all. Um, when you and I met, I probably should have been the one who was like, I'm just not in a good space right now. <laughs> um, just cause I didn't have anything figured out, but I feel like I, I never thought I needed those things. I never thought that I needed a specific amount of time in between a relationship before starting a new one. I never felt like I needed to have a specific car or a paid off car or my own place. Like, um, not like I'm a nomad or anything, but I've always just felt good and whole in myself as me. That I know what I'm doing and I'm ready to move and transition from one thing to another and not be validated by or, I mean, dictated by material things. Yeah, and that's where I kind of had my values mixed up a little bit because I always thought, well, you got to have the good job, the good car, the good house or whatever before you... You meet your significant other and then you're good to go. Then you can step into the next level. Almost like it was at a complete level one to move on to level two. And really, I was, it didn't even give myself a chance to think about, well, what do I want? What do I want? Not what everybody else is telling me I should want, but what what do I want? Yeah, it's funny. I'm sitting here thinking like, I think it's that whole like, post-industrial revolution mentality of you get the job or I'm sorry you go to school and it's a structured school and you leave the school and you get the job and it's a structured job that mirrors the school schedule and it's this programming of these are the steps you take to do this to get that Um, and I mean anymore that's kind of dying off the whole idea of you work your whole life just so you can finally retire and enjoy life but by then your life's done. Like <laughs> you're not doing the yeah, things. Three quarters of it's gone. Yeah. Um, and so I think that hearing you say that I can just hear grandpa telling you that, which is really cute. Um, and I didn't have that growing up. It was more, I don't know, figure it out on your own. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> well, and you got to think too, which, which one was, which way was more beneficial. Yeah. You know, I, cause it, it definitely wasn't my way because I ended up almost backwards. Um, yeah. 
trying to follow the marks that everyone else tells you you need yeah. to accomplish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I think, tied into you were taught, and most people are taught, you're valuable to somebody else then. Like, you need to have all these things to show up so that someone sees you as valuable. And the reality is, strip away the car, the job, the house, the hobbies, the cool shoes, the neat wardrobe, like whatever. Strip all of that away. Are you as just you still valuable? Yeah, well, and that kind of leads into like, what are your core values? Yeah. Right? So, and if you would have asked me 14 years ago when we met, what are my core values? I don't know that I could have even told you because I may not have even known what a core value was. Yeah. You know, what What did I value in not just myself, but in a partner that I was looking for? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I know deep down inside my, my main core values that I look for is trust, dependability, honesty, vulnerability. Um, and those are kind of the main, the main things that make my soul connect to another soul. Um, and yeah, 14 years ago, if you were to ask me what my core values were, what I looked for in, in another individual, I probably would have come up with some fist pumping and name brands. <laughs> if you can bedazzle a hat, you can have my heart. Things change. People change. <laughs> they okay. grow. Yeah. So what what do you feel like your core values were then and and now and have they changed? Um I don't think they've really changed. But so my core values would probably fall along the lines of integrity. Um, I mean, that's I just first and foremost, the biggest one is for anyone who needs to Google what integrity means, it's dumbed down. It's along the lines of wholeness, people that are a complete unit, right? They show up as who they are. Um, so I, yeah, so integrity, (laughs) Um, open-mindedness, intellect is really a part of my core values, uh, having people that don't shut down if I want to talk about weird things like aliens and <laughs> magic and, you know, history, but that even if they're not interested in it, they're open-minded enough to have a conversation like an actual back and forth and they want to expand their thoughts with me and they want to share new perspectives to help expand my thoughts. Um, freedom and adventure is huge for me. I do not like being told what to do or confined in any way as again, people who know me, this is just, it's a lifelong thing. And Core values, I believe, are something that we, they're imprinted in like your soul's DNA, right? It's not, oh, my hobbies and my tastes and my this, that. Those change, right? Um, 
things like that can change, but it's kind of like a, a characteristic. I can't force my eyes to not be the color they are. They just are. And our core values, you can't force them to not be what they are. They just are. Yeah. And if someone doesn't share all of my core values, that's fine. Like people don't need to be the same, but to have like a base level, I think is really important. And so, well, and loyalty and security are definitely core values of mine, which is so funny because security almost seems the opposite of things like freedom. But to me, mm-hmm. they... Yeah, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that because you can you can be free but still secure at yeah. the same time. Secure in your freedom? Yeah. 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 Kind of like when... I almost said when you let me. That's hilarious. When you encouraged me to go on my road trip to Mount Shasta with Leah. Yep. It was, I mean, there was so much freedom in that, but there was also a ton of security that you supported it. I was coming home to you. You could track me, knew where I was going. We checked in. Like there's this. Well, and for me, that was my trust. Yeah. Right? That was my vulnerability. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Brittany and I do not spend much time away from each other. <laughs> no. No, no. And so to, to for her to be gone on a long weekend and, and, you know, I do have a tendency to be a little bit on the codependent side, um, but yeah. I just plain miss her. So I didn't want her gone. <laughs> just so. plain miss ya. Um, but yeah. Okay. So Uh, values, I think if you and I sat down on our first date a billion years ago and I said, Hey, what are your values? They would have seemed different than they are now. Um, and I mean, mine probably would have been a little bit different. I mean, open-minded. Yeah. I may not had known at the time that intellect was so important to me because to me it was more just I didn't like boring or I don't want to say dumb, but like <laughs> simple-minded things. Sure. Because it would yeah. be, it felt boring to me. And as someone who loves things like adventure and... A challenge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, give me all the challenges. Stimulation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's... See, you're speaking my jams. Um, but, and so I think knowing what your core values are and understanding that they might evolve but they're going to stay the same, right? So it might look like freedom was, or not freedom, but I didn't like being told what to do when I was little. I didn't like being told what to do when I was a teenager. And I don't like being told what to do as a 35-year-old woman. I was just going to say, being told what to do yesterday yeah, or just today. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, share your opinion. That's wonderful. Let's have a conversation about it. But encouragement. Abs- yeah, I like encouragement. En- I like encouragement. Yeah. Or direction. I mean, but don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so as a 21-year-old dating you, I might, it would have maybe come out in a more aggressive or immature stance compared to now, right? Like it's evolved into something that's a lot more adaptable and respectable because I understand it about myself. Um, so these... We were kind of bouncing back and forth with values. And we talked a little bit about when Aaron and I met, I didn't meet the status quo of 
what I think culture and society teaches people you need to look like to have a sustainable relationship. And Aaron really, he had those things. Um, but he's the one who did not feel ready. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to and what we really wanted to share with everyone is we think that there's really three things that people need to know. And this is if you're just starting to date and this is if you've been married for years or in a relationship for years and you feel lost or you feel a disconnect with the person that you're with, that there are three things that we can always go back to, to rediscover and re-communicate with the people that we are with. And again, with as in first date conversation, which would be a fun conversation or you know, put the kids to bed and let's sit down and have a heart to heart conversation. Um, but really I believe wholeheartedly if people knew themselves first and foremost on the deepest level, relationships would be thriving everywhere. Absolutely. They'd be thriving. Absolutely. And it's, if I forgot my likes and dislikes and I just replaced them with the daily mundane and I replaced them with the kids' needs and your needs and work's needs and I literally just forgot. And if I stopped living in alignment with my core values, I would feel claustrophobic. And you and I know that if, if there is not enough spontaneity or adventure in our life after, I feel like there's a good 45 day window. Um, I start getting claustrophobic. I start getting antsy and then I start getting emotional or irritable. Like it, my soul will sit there and be like, let's just get in the car and drive. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Let's just get in the car and drive. If it's raining even better. Like, um, so when we stop living in our core values, it's like we're literally just letting ourselves wither away. Yeah. Well, and I think we see that in quite a bit of people. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Things are so fast moving and we are not taking the time to remember what do we like? Um, what don't we like? Um, what are our likes and dislikes? And then making sure that we are living along our core values yeah in alignment yeah yep otherwise you know, we're just spinning a wheel yeah that and then you have to think when i get excited over something or like just i'm really lit up right creativity's flowing i'm giggly i'm talkative i'm excited how does that make you feel what makes me feel good because then i like i can literally see you living out your alignment yeah even if you're not like on board with it you guys Aaron is not a dancer and if I go take a dance class I come home and I am beaming and I'm freaking <laughs> twerking in the kitchen and I'm showing him the dance moves and I'm finding the music on my phone so that I can like show him this routine I learned like I am so excited and it's so great seeing him lit up because I'm lit up he doesn't necessarily have to care about the dance or the song, but we share this high energy of 
he's happy to see me happy and I'm happy to see him happy. And we are our happiest when we are living our authentic selves, whether that is, you know, authentically yesterday, I cried over lots of stuff. And I even said to him, I feel like I just need to cry. And I don't know if we watched the office or what, but like things just kept making me cry and I can snuggle up on him. And it's amazing because I get to be living in integrity and I feel, um, security with him and me being real and honest with him. I'm showing him vulnerability and there's a safety. Like we're literally touching on all of each other's core values, even though they're different, we're touching on them. So we support each other in them. And so living in alignment with knowing who you are, knowing what you like and don't like, honoring that, um, making sure that those things match up with what your values are. And what's the last thing, husband? Your end goal. Yeah. It's so big. Um, On our first date, Aaron and I sat there and because he felt safe and connected to me. I didn't uh, scare him off when I threw out all the big questions on our first date. Like, what is it you want? Do you want kids? You know, all these things. Just, I'm a curious person and I like getting into like the deep or uncomfortable or awkward with people because for whatever reason, I love it. And we sat and we had these conversations. And so I knew right off the bat, this guy wants kids someday. And he wanted to get married someday. And I let him know I do too. Neither of us at all thought that that meant get pregnant in 10 days and get married in 18 months. Like we had, that wasn't necessarily how we envisioned it, but at least it was what we wanted. We didn't meet and sit down and um, just feed each other these falsities of who we are based off of who we think the other person wants us to be um and we didn't lie and say things like yeah I want to get married someday when the reality is I don't want to maybe my core value is freedom and the essence of I don't ever want to be a mother I just want to be able to mother a lot of people I want to be a like a universal support system for people I mean that's what you have to think nuns are right yeah and I like I think that it's so random that that just popped into my head, but a nun is such a perfect archetype depiction of someone who has a a mothering archetype to them who has no intention on ever being an actual mother in the sense of like birthing your own child. Yeah, yep. And I think people, they don't take the time to get to know who they actually are. They get so overwhelmed with being who they think other people think they should be. Yeah. And we lose ourselves. And I mean, I I wonder how many people listening to this can resonate with that feeling of waking up and just kind of knowing I'm going through the flows today and there's no real joy. There's no real excitement. No, you're checking off the boxes, right? Yeah. The, the boxes that you had. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I. That's what I was saying early on. I I didn't get the chance to be myself. Um, I was too busy being what I thought everybody else wanted me to be. Yeah. And it's really, it's posed some great questions. You know, again, Brittany and I have been together for fourteen years, and over those years, 
I feel like I know myself better than I've ever known myself before because she's helped me examine and think about and ask those big questions of what are your core values? Who who do you want to be? Yeah. Not who who's telling you what you should be, but who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Um, you know, that was another big reason why when I got laid off at Nike, I didn't go back to work at Nike. Everybody told me I should. Yeah. I had opportunities and job offers to go back. And you helped me dig through that and say, what are your values here? Yeah. Do you want to go? What's your end goal? Yep. <laughs> do you really like being there? Or do you like the persona of saying, I work at Nike and kind of like all the oohs and ahs that come with that, even though it wasn't the most fabulous No, not job. at all. Not at all. I like that. So, people. <laughs> um, if you're dating, if you're in a relationship, if you're married and, you know, just know yourself first and foremost. That's got to be the number one. Know yourself and I started this journey of self-discovery probably six years ago is when I kind of got to a place of like, I really love my life and I love my marriage and I love my kids. But I, as me, as Brittany, I felt like I was a little bit on autopilot and it felt uncomfortable and I didn't like it. And so I started asking myself questions like, who am I anymore? If I'm not, if, if I'm not just a mother to three and if I'm not just a wife, who am I? If everything was stripped away, what's left? And it was devastating and it hurt to sit and think, I don't know. And so if we could encourage you guys with anything, it is think about it, get a piece of paper and start writing open up a conversation with a friend or a coworker or the person in your life and start digging and find out what do you like? What actually, like, what brings you joy? What excites you? What do you like? On every level. Don't just go big and think, you know, oh, I like to travel. But think, what colors do you like? What clothing do you like and why? What kind of fabrics? What kind of styles? What kind of music? What do you like? And if you are at all where I was six years ago and you're stuck in this, you know, mom land and wife land, um, I just start backwards and I just start with, okay, what do I know for a fact I don't like? And what have I never, ever liked? Because you want things that are, again, that like soul level DNA, kind of like your core values, um, the things that you came into this, this life and this planet with that aren't ever going to change. And so a perfect example that I can give is I don't like what Aaron, what's one thing that I really don't like? Being told what to do. Okay, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's so true. Feeling I'm, trapped? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's something more like materialistic that just... The you, TV? I don't like TV. <laughs> um... Yeah, like there's so many things, you guys. Just start making a list of what are things I know definitively I don't like. If 
if you were on Instagram or you had a this or that option in front of you, like two pictures, if you showed me a picture of a dark teal room with wooden bookshelves and candles and crystals and a beautiful leather couch with a big fuzzy blankie on it, and then in the other picture, it looked like a minimalist's house in Arizona with uh, like Pendleton blankets and cowgirl hats on the wall. I definitively know what picture I am leaning towards. And I definitively know what one feels so uncomfortable to me. It, it feels meh. <laughs> and we know those things about ourselves. And so when we show up to everyone, but specifically when you are looking for a person to share your life with, share your real self, right? Like share it all. Don't be afraid that they're not going to get you. Don't be afraid that they're not going to accept these things or that they'll be off-putting because if they are wonderful, find someone else. There is someone else. If you meet someone and you are best friends and have this amazing sexual chemistry, but your core values are off, let that person be your friend. Don't let that person be your partner. That your core values being off, that's not going to change. Um, if you meet someone and your guys' end goals are different, do not go into that relationship thinking someday they'll change their mind because chances are they are also believing someday you might change yours. And who wants to live that way? Like it's this whole set yourself up for the most success as possible with your relationships. And it's the easiest thing to do when you literally start with just know yourself. Start there. Right? Right. Got any last words of wisdom? Sexiest man in the world? Nope. Just those three takeaways. What lights you up? What gets you excited? Know your likes and dislikes, your core values, and your end goal. You made three things just sound like six things. <laughs> yeah. Figure out who you are, guys. Your likes and dislikes. Your core values. And? And your angles. Bam. Bamsy, bamsy. Okay. We hope you guys got something out of this. Um, let us know. Leave comments. Write, share, click. Do all the cool stuff. Um, we're so excited to be cracking you guys open and helping you dig deep so that you can start living your most beautiful, authentic life and sharing that with everyone who's around you. Can't wait to talk to you guys on our next episode. <laughs>